Good morning, everybody. It's lovely to have you with us, whether you're here with us on Zoom or Facebook or YouTube later on. This morning, I'm going to be speaking on the topic of exile when normal disappears. And I'm using Psalm 137 as my text. But first, let's have a listen to the first four verses of that psalm. By Babylon's streams, there we sat. Oh, we wept when we recalled Zion. On the poplars there we hung up our lyres. For there our captors had asked of us words of song and our plunderers rejoicing. Sing us from Zion songs. How can we sing a song of the Lord on foreign soil? words of this psalm of lament have inspired artists and composers throughout the ages. In his opera Nabucco, which was written in 1841, the Italian composer Giuseppe Verdi recollects the period of the Israelites' exile in Babylonian captivity and the destruction of the Temple of Yahweh in 586. Perhaps the most loved chorus in the opera is that which we have just heard, Va pensiero, the chorus of the Hebrew slaves. 130 years later, in 1970, Brent Dow and Trevor McNaughton composed the reggae song Rivers of Babylon, which was popularised in 1978 by Boney M. And that's what we heard during the announcements. Rivers of Babylon by Boney M was the number one hit in Australia for six weeks and one of the top 10 best-selling singles of all time in the UK. It's one of the few pop songs that we, we have taken directly from the Bible, taken from Psalm 137. And that psalm was written either during the Israelites' 70 years of exile in Babylon or very soon after their return to their homeland. The psalmist portrays his people as a community who have experienced deep agony and distress because of their time of exile. As an impassioned cry of lament, many scholars give this psalm the additional classification of a communal lament. Let's listen again to those first four, four verses. By Babylon's streams, there we sat, oh, we wept when we recalled Zion. On the poplars there we hung up our lyres, for there our captors had asked of us words of song, and our plunderers rejoicing, sing us from Zion songs. 
how can we sing a song of the Lord on foreign soil? In the first verse, we hear the anguish of the people as they reminisce the loss of their city, and in particular, the loss of their temple. Oh, we wept as we recalled Zion. In exile, their normal had disappeared. So great is their experience of this loss that they just can't sing or make melody. They've lost the joy of who they are as God's own people. And they've hung up their harps on tree branches because they have no use for them. They're unable to worship. And so verses five and six in the psalm continue. Should I forget you, Jerusalem, may my right hand wither. May my tongue cleave to the palate if I do not recall you, if I do not set Jerusalem above my chief joy. Should I forget you, Jerusalem, may my right hand wither. That's an allusion to their skill of playing their instruments. If they forget Jerusalem, may they just lose all their skill. And may my tongue cleave to my palate. Another metaphor of their inability to sing. As we read this psalm, we're reading a text that deals with the people's inability to sing because of their circumstances. Now, singing is one of the greatest gifts that God has given us to remember, to remember in song the blessings of our koinonia, our Christian fellowship and sharing in common, intimate communion one with another and with Christ, such as we read of in Acts 2 verse 42, where the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching in koinonia, the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayers. For these past months, as restrictions and lockdowns have continued, we may have felt a bit like those Jews in exile, with their normal no longer their normal. The COVID-19 pandemic with its public health restrictions has prevented our gathering together and our living Acts 2.42. We're unable to worship corporately and a fellowship, and so we lament the loss of our quinonia. Perhaps seemingly somewhat ironic, Ecclesiastes 3 verse 5 seems to chide us in that, for it reminds us that there is a time, a time for warm embrace, but there is also a time for keeping our distance. However, in the song Rivers of Babylon, there's also a reference to Psalm 19, with an acknowledgement that we can worship and pray anywhere, even when we're precluded from gathering together. Psalm 19, verse 14. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. The Passion, translates, the Passion Translation translates it this way. May the words of my mouth, my meditation thoughts, and every movement of my heart be always pure and pleasing acceptable before your eyes, Yahweh, my only Redeemer, my Protector. Throughout the world, there has been an explosion of online Christian content, from live streaming of worship services 
to virtual small gatherings and prayer groups. And these are a clear demonstration that despite the recent obstacles, Christians everywhere are deeply committed to ensuring that the gospel is proclaimed and worship is offered to God. But at the same time, N.T. Wright has noted, and I quote him here, there have been arguments. These arguments about locking down churches can easily stir up controversies. Controversies between those for whom the building and all its bits and pieces has been a vital part of their spirituality. And those for whom all such things are irrelevant, since one can worship God anywhere. He continues, both sides may learn from the present crisis. And we do well to, and I, I draw on our series of one another, to hold one another in charitable, that is loving, supporting prayer. Now the Apostle Peter, in 1 Peter 3.8, calls us to live in harmony with one another and demonstrate affectionate love, sympathy and kindness toward other believers. Let humility describe who you are as you dearly love one another. And in 1 Thessalonians 5.15, Paul asks us to always seek after that which is good for one another. Regardless of the obstacles raised against us through COVID-19, we can still proclaim the gospel as we speak with family, friends and, and our neighbours. We can worship God and freely commune with him in prayer. Perhaps by choosing to shift our thinking and actions from the negative of lockdowns to the positives afforded us in this present time of exile, in which we find ourselves in a foreign place, confused, grieving, lamenting the disappearance of normal. Keep in mind always that the future is neither the past nor is it the present, but is ours to build. So we can ask ourselves, how can we sing the Lord's song in this strange place? Actually, Psalm 137 translates quite easily for us, somewhat loosely, how can I know the joy of koinonia as I sit in front of my computer screen? How can I celebrate without being physically present with my brothers and my sisters? Maybe we can by for the present, accepting that this is a part of what life in exile is like for us. Look to the positives and instead of being driven by frustration, sadness and anger, we do well to listen to the words of the prophet Jeremiah, the prophet who advised God's wisdom to the Jews in Babylon in Jeremiah 29.7. Seek prosperity of the city where I have deported you and pray on behalf of it to Yahweh, for in its prosperity you will have prosperity. Paul says much the same in his first letter to Timothy, chapter 2, 1 to 3. He says, pray for everyone, ask God to help and bless them all, and tell God how thankful you are for each of them. Pray for kings, for others in power, so that we may live quiet and peaceful lives as we worship and honour our God. And why should we do this? Well, Paul goes on. He says, this kind of prayer is good 
and it pleases God our Saviour. We can direct the energy of our lament to positive prayers, prayers for our nation's well-being, lifting up our family to God, our neighbours and our leaders, lifting them before God with confidence in our heart that he hears the words of my mouth, my meditation thoughts, and that he finds pleasure in them and he will answer them. Though at times we can feel, as the psalmist did, that our music and joy are no longer heard, only our sadness, and so we hang up our instruments and we stop singing, reckoning how can we sing a song of the Lord in this foreign wilderness of lockdown. But we must sing. And we must remember that as is sung in the words of the great old hymn, this is my father's world. Oh, let me ne'er forget that though the wrong seems oft so strong, God is the ruler yet. Yes, though we may feel so much is so wrong, we need to remember God is still in control. God is the ruler yet. As we do this, we don't have to pretend that this is where we want to be, but we can't forget Jerusalem, that is our blessings of spiritual koinonia. We can sit lamenting how bad these lockdown restrictions have been, or despite the fact that it seems that our normal has disappeared, we can choose to focus on what good things have been going on, who have been growing up around us in this time. God's love and his active presence has not at any stage abandoned us. While it may appear that the church, its life and mission have been authoritatively placed on a hold for a while, in reality that hasn't been the case at all. Because of and throughout the imposed exile, we have engaged, we have gained knowledge and understanding of incredibly new ways to do things of how to reach out to many, many more people than ever before and to offer them the love of God. We now have an opportunity to be watchmen, signposts for God in an otherwise rudderless world. As Pete Grieg, the founder of the 24-7 Prayer Network movement has said, our friends and our neighbours are asking questions because everything is shaking and suddenly the claims of the gospel are making more sense than ever before. If our faith teaches us anything, I believe that it's that renewal, growth and building of a glorious permanent future can be found right here under our noses and especially in the darkest of places. We can still pray what we call the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, 9 to 10. Our beloved Father dwelling in the heavenly realms, may the glory of your name be the centre on which our lives turn. Manifest your kingdom realm and cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth just as in heaven. And as we choose to make that our prayer for this time and all time, we'll not only be witnesses of the things that God is doing, but we will be partakers in the blessings of restoration. For 70 years, the Jews 
lived in exile in Babylon. They lived as foreigners in a very strange land. Sadly, as many took to heart the prophet's encouragement to get on with life as best they could while in exile, over time, many did forget Jerusalem. And when the duly appointed time of 70 years came to an end and they could return to their homeland, these many chose to remain in Babylon rather than return to their homeland. They forgot how great their sense of loss had been and instead they embraced their new lifestyle and over time the strangeness of Babylon was embraced as their new normal. We can't allow ourselves to be enticed in this same way. While endeavouring to find some normality in the midst of our exile, due to the current lockdowns and the health restrictions, we can't afford to forget our Jerusalem, our precious koinonia, our communion with our fellow believers, we need to hold very close to our heart the admonition of Hebrews 10, verses 24 to 25. And we need to think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And then when the time comes that we can gather together again, let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another. My brothers and sisters, listen to this. Even without COVID-19 and everything about it, the Apostle Peter reminds us in 1 Peter 2.11, we don't belong to this world. We are always residents, aliens living in exile. And in chapter 1 verse 17 of the same letter, Peter calls for us to live out our time as foreigners here. In Philippians 3.20, the Apostle Paul reminds us that our citizenship is in heaven. And so as far as life here on planet Earth is concerned for us, we consider ourselves to be transient non-citizens. Our kingdom is God's kingdom. Our will and purpose is God's will and purpose for this earth. Whatever may be happening around us in this world is for us only temporary. Although the imperative of the exiles for the time was to embrace the moment, get on with life as best they could, their focus was always to be kept on the future. They were not to just hang around long enough to see it through. And the same applies for us as the church. We need to be active. We need to be vibrant in this time even in the face of that which only threatens something which is temporary. Psalm 137 is a charge to us to remember our identity and our destiny. As we call to mind who we are, what we are and where we are, as revealed to us in the scriptures and as revealed to us through the Holy Spirit, as Romans 8.16 brings out, the spirit who makes God's fatherhood real to us by whispering into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. With that assurance, we can take up again our instruments and we can lift our voices. We can sing with joy 
the song of the Lord, even in the midst of all that is foreign to us in this period of lockdown. What a contrast we find in Psalm 126, which tells of the wondrous joyful time when Yahweh brought back from exile those who returned to Zion. It was like a dream come true when you freed us from our bondage and brought us back to Zion. We laughed and laughed and overflowed with gladness. We were left shouting for joy and singing your praise. All the nations saw it and they joined in saying, the Lord has done great miracles for them. Yes, he did mighty miracles and we are overjoyed. Perhaps for us, in closing, Psalm 137 can be rephrased. In the midst of lockdown where we sat as exiles, remembering our precious communion, our music will play and our songs will sing. We take up our instruments again and we will sing the song of the Lord even in this foreign wilderness, this pandemic and lockdown.